This is Eli Gold, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Welcome in. TriStar Sports Live, TSL, presented by Parks Motor Sales. J.P. Plant, Wes Duncan, hanging out with you on this Tuesday. Back in the saddle. You know, Wes, that I meant to have all oh, the classic Aerosmith primed and ready. But that's all right. We'll get to it eventually. Maybe uh, maybe bumping back uh, here in just a little bit. How you doing, Wes? I'm doing great, J.P. It's great, great to have you back. You know, we missed you. Um, it was good. It's good, you know. Like I said, we, you know, that's what we do. We cover each other's back here, keep things rolling along. Got a lot to talk about today, man. It's good to have you back. Yeah, I appreciate that, buddy. It's uh, it's good to be back. And um, as uh, you can see us on Facebook, TriStar Sports Radio, uh, you can interact with us there as well. Uh, send us your comments. Wes and I will uh, will do our best to uh, to talk about what's going on. Uh, a few things uh, to get to today, of course. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The story that just popped in, maybe just because I, I just saw it on something like Inside Edition, Wes. Courtside Karen. We talked about it earlier today on, <laughs> on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Yeah, uh, her and LeBron James from, um, you know, the game in Atlanta. What what a what a weird story, huh? Um, JP. Are you familiar with Courtside see- Karen? You also you always seem to stump me because you throw these uh, inadvertent <laughs> bounce passes to me, and you know that I don't watch the NBA anymore. Well, I don't watch but it either, it but I, to, I just saw it on Inside Edition, and we talked about it today. It was uh, something that made a little news. So I was just curious. It was kind of a random story that involved a sports figure. Well, yeah, unless you're talking about LeBron's receding hairline <laughs> and his hair that's gone. Um I have no idea what you're talking about, but enlighten me. I know the listeners probably want to hear too. So well, let's... you know, I don't want to spend too much time. Basically, this this fan uh, at Atlanta Hawks game started. She and her husband or somebody were were jawing at LeBron, and at some point, LeBron jawed back, and uh, the game paused for a moment. And uh, you know, the the fans were appropriately escorted out as they should have been. Uh, so, but, uh, but it was, uh, it was LeBron, I think called her courtside Karen. And I think that name has, has stuck <laughs> today. Well, so, anyway. I mean, you know, Hey, unless she's like throwing stuff at him or anything, I mean, mm-hmm. come on, hey, he should, he shouldn't be such a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's hecklers. I mean, if that was the case, dude, I'd have been thrown out of, of, of WWE wrestling for mm-hmm. years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you you got to be able to handle that. I mean, what's this guy expect? I mean, I, he thinks he's, you know, the second coming and thinks he can walk on water and nobody's going to ridicule him. Uh, <laughs> good for courtside Karen, though. You know, get on him. Get on him. There you go. Courtside but I Karen. thought you were going to talk about some breaking news that that happened today. That I, I it leave, seems like I leave that to you. So you want to uh, 
You want to hit us with something? Well, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, you know, here for all our listeners here in Murray County, uh, the Bridal and Saddle Club have come out and announced that the Mule Day Festival for 2021 has been canceled this year. Yeah, that's uh, and, that's a bummer. Yeah, you know, I think in all honesty, I mean, I know they're, they've already started groups on Facebook and, and you know, people are trying to get the mayor involved and you know because of of him talking about you know we had the fair and he was encouraging everybody to go to the fair and they're saying what's the difference in the fair and mule day and i was saying well probably a, about 150,000 people um you know that's true the yeah. thing about it is uh mule day is a huge economy booster uh, economics booster, excuse me, for mm-hmm. our town and our county. Uh, I know in 2019 they talked about it brought in $3 million. Ooh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a big hit for Murray County. Uh, but you know how I feel about all this, too, JP. I mean, you know, with this, this virus still, you know, it seems like the numbers are going down a little bit due to the vaccine, but every day the numbers are still going up, and we, you know, we're bringing in people from all over the country here it you know a lot of listeners may get upset at me but i think it's a wise thing to do yeah you know and, and this is something that you can't wait i would imagine later on uh, this is something you got to make a decision whether or not you're going to move forward uh because there's so much planning uh not only within the community here where it's held <laughs> But also everyone else that is involved that come from literally all over the world. I mean, right. all over the world come to this thing. So you, you got to have a little time to prepare whether to come or not to come. Yeah, and, and you know what, JP? I mean, it's a hard decision for those people because it's kind of like in coaching. No matter what decision you make, you're not going to please everybody. Somebody's going to be upset, but... I think they're trying to say, hey, we're going to try to do what's best for everybody uh, as a whole. So that's, you know, didn't mean to sidetrack us, but I thought all our listeners need to go ahead and hear that um, for sure. Yeah, well, you know, it's not a show without a little breaking news. Um, and if you're watching on Facebook, um, you know, you're familiar with the show Breaking Bad? I have heard that, yep. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we've got a little segment here on TSL called Breaking Wes. Breaking news <laughs> from Wes Duncan. What do you think? That's true. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, there you go. So that uh, that gets us started off. Uh, TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. So glad you're with us, JP and Wes. Um, other news today, Vanderbilt has a new offensive coordinator. Uh, we'll get into that coming up just a little bit. Uh, you and I haven't really talked a ho- um, much since, uh, I think, since the news of Josh Heupel. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember if we've if you and I have done a show together since the hiring. Have we? Have we? No, talked? we have. I not. don't think. I no. didn't think we had. So um, I, I know maybe backtracking solo with yeah. Um, I'm curious what. So your your initial thoughts? With let's go ahead and, and knock this out here in this open segment before we get into okay. other things. But uh, but the hiring of Heupel. Up on Rocky Top, um, uh, indulge me in what your thoughts are on this. Okay. Well, in, in all honesty, at first I was kind of taken back. And, you know, the listeners have heard me the last couple of days talk about this. 
but you made a value uh, a very valuable point the other day jp when when we were talking pre-hypo when you said you know who's going to take this job knowing that there's ncaa sanctions uh that are going to probably be handed down which means loss of scholarships could be a bowl you know and uh you know we were misled i'm gonna be honest with you the media does this terrible but they misled all the tennessee faithful and think that they were on this enchanted hunt for the unicorn um (laughs) for the for the coach when all honesty you know danny danny white played the trump card he knew he was going to go with josh heupel uh he can say that he called an interview i mean yeah you can make a call but don't count that as an interview because when people say whoa no don't want to be a part of that dumpster fire right now so thanks but no thanks that's not an interview Uh, you know he even though he said it was but heupel obviously a guy that he's real familiar with He's worked with the last three seasons, you know, and I, I mentioned this and I'll say it again today. Yeah. You know, he's 28 and eight down at UCF, um, led the nation and was in the top categories in the nation for points per game. He averaged his team's average over 40 points a game. So, you know, Danny white had listened to the, the fans and they'd wanted offense and that's what Heifel was good at. He's good at offense. Uh, but this is the sec. And Heupel's familiar with the SEC. He's been at different places. Uh, you got to play defense, too. You have to play defense. You can't, you know, you look at what Ole Miss tried to do to Alabama this year, but they didn't stop them. Uh, so I think this is the best hire for Tennessee right now for one reason, JP. And this is – you're going to gloat on this, but this is just reality. Tennessee and Tennessee faithful – have to admit that they're not a premier program anymore right now. <laughs> they're not. Good, good luck. You know what I'm saying? They're not. And 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 I think if they're – I mean, because here's the thing, JP. They have had since 2008 – think about how many coaches they've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite and a if bit, you're, yeah. And if you're – you know, this is not Alabama we're talking about. Uh, you know, they're – they're not going through coordinators and coaches like that. This is Tennessee, and, and it would be different if they were winning. They they have been losing. So it's not the top five program anymore. Now, will I, do I think it can get back there? Yeah, but it's going to take some time. And here's what we've seen. In the, I don't know if you've seen this or not, JP, but the last couple of days, it looks like Heupel has cleaned house. Really? I mean, talk about staff yeah, wise. There's, staff wise, there's not one that he's retained. You know, Jay Graham, Jay Graham, who's a longtime running back, awesome running back at UT, um, who was the running backs coach there, he has now joined the Alabama coaching staff. They yeah, so and they didn't course, stop that, huh? No, no. And then, um, you know, the one that everybody was worried about, T. Martin. Uh, he didn't retain him. Hmm. Obviously, you know, T got a little disengaged. I mean, um, I think he felt like he should have been offense awesome coordinator, but he never was. So uh, rumors were reported that he missed like some coaches meetings hmm. and, you know, and so forth. So Hypo just let him walk. Oh, wow. So, well, you know, I, but if, hey, it, 
if you're going to take over, you got to yeah. do that. Uh, in all honesty, I, I'm a, I'm okay with that. You know, and that kind of goes into Danny White. Uh, he, here's my take. Like I said, you know, you, you and I. This is, I guess, this exercise is <laughs> more for you and me than anyone else. But you know, mm-hmm. we're the ones with the mic at it. Um, by the way, um, don't you love uh, spell check? Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, um, new coach at yeah. it. At it, yeah, at it. Uh, let me yeah. let me fix that real. Well, quick. he will be a new coach at it because <laughs> it'll be his first coaching stint. You know, <laughs> head coaching job in the SEC. So that's right. There you go. Um, yeah, I'll spin it for a positive. Baby. That's right. And that's when you get any comments, by the way, if you're on Facebook, TriStar Sports Radio, um, feel free to comment on there. Uh, but anyway, uh, Danny White, you know. Really, really good hire. We talked about this when it happened. Mm -hmm. Probably an A hire, considering Mm -hmm. where Tennessee is, the sanctions coming down eventually to get a guy like him, I think is a home run, if you will. You play all these sports analogies and the type of hire that that he is. So a lot of uh, acclamation in that also from the fans, right? I mean, the fans were happy with this. Therefore, if you here's my take. If you're that ecstatic with Danny White, with the fact that he's known to kind of take charge and to be confident in himself, if you will, that's one mm-hmm. way to look at it, then why would you not also uh, give him the benefit of the doubt with his first hire? Don't you think if you're, well, if you're happy with that, shouldn't you also then, okay, this is, you know, it's the guy he had at Central Florida. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, maybe some other guys, quote, turned him down, although he said he only made one official hire. You can get around that. That's semantics. But this is, you know, this is the guy that, that you're with. Don't you, if you love him in the beginning, don't you also give him the, should give him the benefit of the doubt of this hire and give them a little time? Well, and I think that that's what ball fans have come to the realization of. And that's why I said you got to give him the benefit of the doubt because not a lot of people were going to walk into this dumpster fire. Yeah. Let's just say it, call it what it is. It was a dumpster fire. When you got, like we said, uh, obviously 30 sanctions that were mm-hmm. done by the internal investigation, 30. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of stuff going on. You, like I alluded to earlier, you had coaches missing meetings. You had players getting cash in McDonald's bags. I mean, <laughs> uh, but, not a lot of people want to walk into that scenario. By the way, that that whole cash in McDonald's bag last night as I was um, laying down to bed, and you know, I I like to watch TV when I'm going going to sleep, and I was flipping around on Amazon Prime. They had a bank of movies for Black History Month, and one of the first ones was Coming to America. Classic movie, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. And by the way, there's a new one coming out in March, which I'm really eager oh, to I see. Can, I, can, I can quote every uh-huh. line off this movie, so, so go ahead. So I played that, and, and I got a chuckle when I got to the scene, uh, and it's kind of deep in the movie. McDowell's, of course. Yep. Um, Eddie Murphy's character uh, is walking with his lady friend um, you know, beside the river. Uh, and he took the money away from uh, Arsenio Hall's character because he, you know, does me anyway. He right. put that wad of cash in that McDowell sack <laughs> and gives it to the bum on and the, gives uh, it the. Which, by the way, if you trading notice, places, trading places, that's right. Which made me think last night 
they're homeless. That show or that movie was based in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess they tried to make their way to New York to revive their career before they went homeless. I don't know. See, that was the only – I love the synergy of the old movie, but it was based in Philadelphia. Why are they homeless in New York? Answer me that, Batman. Well, I think because of the stocks, they were trying to get back to <laughs> oh, Wall Street. Get back to Wall Street? Okay. Yeah. They they might have been trying to buy a hedge fund like GameStop. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you're you're right. I mean, and, you know, talking about that, I, I saw a great meme the other day that had the uh, Tennessee Vols new uniforms, and it was – had a McDonald's oh, logo nice. on it. That's good stuff. Yeah, that was well That's played. But you know, going back and 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 trying to spin this in a positive. I know we're about to come up on our first break, but be patient, Vol fans, because you're going to get offense. You you really are. Here's the thing: are the players? Obviously, it seems like you know from everything we're hearing, early reports out of Knoxville, the players really, really are excited about Josh Heupel. Uh, they've had some good energy. They said in the early workouts and team meetings and things like that, but can he get those guys to trans, uh, you know, take that energy and put it on the field? Yeah. That's, that's the test. That's what we're going to see. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think you need to give him a bit of the doubt. That's, that's my whole mantra. And, and and that what led me into that com- that part of the conversation was him coming in. It's probably best for Heupel to let these guys go, don't you think, Wes? Um, these these Tennessee oh, yeah. guys, quote Tennessee guys, because it's the old regime. Um, now the real question is Kevin Steele. I mean, I haven't I haven't been paying oh, attention. He's out. Is he out? Okay. Yeah, he's he's out like me in dodgeball. Okay, he's gone. Good. Um, I've. Um, but it, let me tell you with his contract, though. Now, here's the thing: his contract, if he if he does, you know, if, when they do finalize this, he will be the highest paid college coach because of the fact that he nine hundred thousand dollars is what he's going to get paid for two weeks of work. Not bad. Not bad. You know, not bad at all. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, JP, on the show that. Uh, Hypo has reached out to longtime ball faithful coach who had been who has been all over the place since leaving Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chief, oh really, John Chavis. Wow. Yeah, you know Chavis is he is retired and he's you know coaching his grandson's middle school team there in Knoxville. So mm. I, I think that's a, you know a lot. I talk to some ball fans and they don't like it. Some do. They love it because. I think it would help him with the alumni and the old ball fans for sure. Are we thinking coordinator? Uh, yeah, really. I mean, because because well, here's here's one. Follow with me for a second. Okay. Because think, you know, the the college game is kind of transitioned a lot, like the NFL game. They are going to put their eggs all in one basket on one side of the ball, so to speak. Um, kind of like if you watch Lane Kiffin. And Ole Miss, you know, they're all offense. Yeah. They're all offense. I mean, I think it's kind of funny that Sarkeesian's new slogan is all gas, no brakes. Well, <laughs> there's a reason why that, because you've got to be all gas to, to outscore people because you can't stop yeah. anything. Yeah. 
Um, so I think he's wanting to do let the chief do it and say, hey, hey, man, you run your defense, just play defense, we'll score points. Get us a stop every now and then, and we'll handle the rest. There you you know? All right. Uh, so uh, that gets us uh, kicked off, if you will, here on TSL Tuesday edition. Uh, mentioned the Vandy Hire, uh, offensive coordinator, and anything else that, uh, you know, breaking West, you never know. Those things come in fast and furious. Oh, it's sometimes. coming. It's coming. So we'll see what comes There's up. There's more coming. Yep. JP and Wes, TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. We'll be back right after this. Drums, Phil Collins bringing us back, a la Wes Duncan. J.P. and Wes with you, uh, TriStar Sports Live, TSL, we like to call it. It is presented by Parks Motor Sales. We are glad you are with us on this Tuesday afternoon. A uh, little uh, Tennessee hypo talk, a little hypo hype. I don't know if you noticed my headline there on the Facebook. By the way, follow us on Facebook, TriStar Sports Radio. You can watch us live, you can comment interact with us uh, as we try to grow this thing uh, to get a little more interaction with you the listener you the viewer all wrapped in you the consumer that all rhyme too west you know that that's exactly right <laughs> down by the bay sitting on some hay uh, yes. i just may <laughs> i just may <laughs> oh all right um We'll get into the Vanderbilt. By the way, uh, you know, if you are watching, uh, hold on, I picked the wrong one. I want that one. There we go. Let's do that and that. So, uh, we'll get into Vandy offensive coordinator hire in just a little bit. Uh, what else is uh, What else is on your radar? You, you know, it's it's like you and I are in a reunion. It's been, I think, it's been a week since we've been on the air together. Yeah. So uh, it has. It's, it's you know, good, and, and... Uh, good to be back. It is great to be back. You know, something that, you know, I think will lead up to it. But we got to remember, JP, this is Super Bowl week, brother. Oh. Super Bowl week. There's a game going you know, on? We, there's a game going on. Yeah. Hey, before we and, get into that real quick, I, I, I meant to say this in the first segment. Uh, a shout-out to our buddy Lewis Maddox uh, and you for filling in. And there may have been others. I know the two of you. Did anybody else – um, uh, we need to mention that, uh, joined you on, uh, perhaps Thursday, Friday, and Monday, uh, James, James, did, coach James Dixon, coach James which, get in? you know, All right. awesome. Our, our thoughts and prayers are with yep. him right now. You know, he had surgery on his rotator cuff. So we we're, we're yep, you know, well wishes to him. Hopefully gets better soon. So if you're listening, you know, get well, James. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, yeah, we've got a we've got a nice roster. TriStar Sports Radio of uh, adequate personnel that love to talk sports and are not shy to do it, and we are thankful for that. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and you know we're thankful for Kennedy Broadcasting Amen. System for 
for letting us jump on the airwaves. Yep. Amen. Um, hey, JP, got a question for you. Hit me up. Um, how old are you? Um, just recently turned 43. So, th- oh, which is awesome. Four, because three. JP, JP, myself, and Tom Brady are the same age. Hey. What about that, JP? You know, I, I keep forgetting that I am the same age as TB12, or as of you know, maybe TB43, we should say. Yeah, but here's the thing, JP. Uh, I'm, I threw out this stat yesterday, which was just, you know, I'm still amazed by it. He has thrown for four, I mean, excuse me, thrown for 5,943 yards this season. What? Yes. <laughs> Goodness. At the age of 43. Unbelievable. Yeah. How's that happen? That's how does that happen? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh well. All it's right. just unbelievable how much we you know we we have just talked about that. I'm I you know and, and that's including playoffs, you know. I mean don't don't get me wrong. He threw for four thousand six hundred and thirty three yards in the playoffs. Um, it's just unreal, JP. Forty-three years old, he's playing at the high highest level that you could ever imagine. Um, oh my goodness, and he talks about he wants to play past forty-five. Yeah, and I, I said this yesterday. I promise you, outside, uh, you know, of a few athletes. His workout regimen, his diet regimen is unreal, and that's what allows him to be in the shape that he's in. Now, I know a lot of the fans out there saying he plays quarterback. He can't get hit. Obviously, you, those of you hadn't played football that much because <laughs> the wear and tear on your body, I don't care if you're 33, 23, uh, to do it at that – and sustain that level of play is just, I mean, we're getting to see the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I left this statement out there yesterday. If he wins this game on Sunday, I don't want to hear anybody else say another word about this. This quarterback's the greatest. I, I love Joe Montana, but I promise you, if Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl, especially with a different team, Hands down, the best to ever play. Oh, no question. I, a think, team sport. I think he's already team sport. Oh, in all team sports. Yeah, in all team sports. Well, let's think. Who who else would be in that conversation in your mind? I haven't really thought about it, but but who's who's there that you're saying he might jump if he wins? Uh, Joe Montana. Okay. You know, uh, you know, you look at Joe Montana for sure. Terry Bradshaw, um, you know, those are the two that stand out. Um, I, I'm trying to think of anybody else, JP. I mean, I know the Tennessee faithful like to say Peyton Manning, but come on now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
we are getting to see and 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 we should sit back and enjoy it because I think you're also and I hope the NFL doesn't do this, but they have a tendency to do it and media has a tendency to do it to try to make it a storyline of well, it's the the old goat passing the torch to the new goat. And I'm thinking uh, no, it's it's different, you know. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. The uh, the old goat is is still the goat. Yeah, and and, and I tell uh-huh. you, I mean, you know, not that you know anybody's listening in for our picks, and and maybe officially we wait till um till later in the week, but you know, unless you were a um you know a, a Patriots fan, uh, a Michigan fan, some tie in to Tom Brady. I think because of his success, it's natural for those that don't have a built-in tie-in to not necessarily root for him because people root for the underdogs by nature. A lot of people do, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's huge to say, yeah. um, I have found myself, and and he may be the underdog, and maybe that's why I'm switching, Um, but I'm kind of rooting for him. And the Bucs, they're at home for the first time in Super Bowl history that a home team is uh, playing in the Super Bowl or that they host city is the same team, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think people understand what I'm trying to say there, but um, it's just, and, and, you know, the head coach, there's a lot of good stories with the Bucks, And, you know, while, while we typically do root for the underdog, there is something to be said for all time greatness. And to your point of what you were saying, I, I do agree that, that this is one of those times. Tom Brady, first of all, getting to a 10th Super Bowl. He's played for 20 years. Every other year, on average, he's made it to the Super Bowl. So 10 Super Bowls in 20 years. He's won six. Um, Winning seven would make him three above any other player, right? Or quarterback, anyway. Any other quarterback. I mean, I think there are a couple of players out there that, like Charles Haley, I think won five. Um, but in terms of quarterbacks, you had Bradshaw and Montana, right? Montana won four Correct. or three. He won four, right? Yeah, he won four. Yeah, he won four. So except three more, almost double the next best quarterback in NFL history regarding Super Bowls, which is traditionally what we um, use to determine greatness at uh, the quarterback level, right? For sure. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and that's the way this society is, you know, if you don't win a championship, I mean, think about it. Um, we could go out and name a bunch of players, you know, uh, I think arguably you could say, Hey, who's the best running back? Well, Barry Sanders, hands down. But what does Barry Sanders not have? Yeah. He doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. So therefore a lot of people throw, you know, Walter Payton out there sweetness, or you could do it with any sport, you know, they could tell you, hey, what's all of Charles Barkley's accomplishments, but what's the one thing he never got? That's true. A championship. Yep. And for some guy, and I hate to use the term just some guy because, I mean, the greatest. He is the greatest. Half of your career, you have been in the big game. Mm-hmm. 
And yes, that has to do with the supporting cast. I get that. But he is playing the quarterback position, which is the leader, the orchestra, you know, the maestro, the maestro whatever maestro. you want to call it. You know, <laughs> the maestro. He yeah. is conducting all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to be able to do it uh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks going there, and obviously it was in his contract that he wanted to have a lot of input on the offense. And if you, it was so good to hear Bruce Aaron say the other day, he done the one thing that he obviously didn't get to do in, in new England. And that was let Tom Brady be a coach. Yeah. Um, I think that that tells you the unbelievable trust of Bruce Aaron's and the professionalism to say, Hey, look, I've got the greatest quarterback to ever play. Yeah. Uh, and he's been around the game a long time. He's a good coach. He sees the field. I'm going to let him do his thing. And that kind of trust, JP, uh, like I said, I'm not going to throw out a prediction, but I think that kind of trust between a player and a coach is what will win you a championship for sure. I agree. And, you know, Wes, it, it is refreshing to see people at that level. It makes so much money. And egos, obviously, it's it's hard not to – you have to have somewhat of an ego to be a head coach or to be a quarterback. I mean, you, you got to be confident in yourself. And, you know, I guess mm-hmm. ego and confidence, it's a fine line. Sometimes they're intertwined. But point being is that it's refreshing to see somebody who is the authoritarian in terms of the head coach, the one in charge, mm-hmm. give way some responsibility, some coaching, if you will, and to have the smarts enough and the self-awareness enough to do exactly what you just said. Uh, and, and, you know, let Tom Brady be Tom Brady. Don't overthink it, you know, and he didn't and look where they are. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's why I say, I, I think this, this season is uh, Bruce Aaron should get, he should get the coach of the year. Okay. Uh, because of the fact that he was able to, and it was a great playbook for all coaches out there mm-hmm. to take, take note. If you got this kind of player on your team, that is a proven leader entrust them because you're entrusting them to play the position of quarterback anyways, which is the most important position other than the center on your offense. And Tom Brady has proven, you know, with him winning six Super Bowls, if he wins his seventh, he's going to win more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Think yeah. about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that is crazy. Um, but, you know, think about if their defense gets better, JP. <laughs> and their defensive line is unbelievable. But, if you know, and their linebacking court. But think about if their defense gets mm-hmm. better. And what if Tom Brady gets another, uh, you know, big-time receiver coming in? Because, you know, during free agency – people is going to have one destination they want to go play for. Yep. Um, so it, it's interesting. Now, in hindsight, let's talk about the other team real quick. I don't want to downplay, uh, you know, the Chiefs because the Chiefs, my goodness, they are scoring buckets, uh, you know, buckets. They're scoring buckets yeah, for so. sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, because there's, I mean, they're, it, Mahomes is throwing it up to, to Hill and he's just, you know, running like a little cheetah all over the place and 
you got Travis Kelsey. And I mean, they, they can score at any given time. And I don't want to, I don't care what anybody says about the earlier game in the season when it was 28, 24, you know, this game's going to be high powered offense because that's what the fans want to see for sure. I agree. I agree. Um, it's, it, yeah, it's intriguing. And, and I'm, you know, the closer we get to this, I think, um, the more people are, are probably going to be leaning in, in the direction that I'm leaning. I think it's just human nature and that can kind of get under Casey's skin a little bit. Mahomes perhaps, and a lot of fire into them. So point being, I, I just, I haven't thought a whole lot about it, but the more I'm getting into it and the closer we get, it's setting up to be one hell of a football game. And ultimately, isn't that all you want on Super Bowl Sunday? That and a, I mean, that and a great performance at halftime and great commercials. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. And and let me say this before I know we got to go to our, our probably our last break, mm-hmm. but keep an eye on the weather because okay. Kansas City is not traveling. The heat. You They're mentioned staying, that last week. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and then that's huge because if Tampa Bay is hot, you know, if, mm-hmm. if it's hot. I mean, let, let's look at the weather at Kansas City. It's been, you know, whew, yeah, real cold. Uh, you got to worry about players cramping up. That's true. Going down there and playing, you know, four quarters in the heat in Tampa. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. Uh, it will be uh, fun to watch as always. And uh, later in the week, uh, we'll talk a little food because that's really the most important part about Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Wes and I will uh, – run down some of that as well coming up um the news today about uh clark lee vandy coach uh hiring some offensive staff including a new coordinator i'll get my coach's take on that that would be wes he's he's the tsl he's my coach on the show we'll talk about it coming up this is tsl presented by parks motor sales back after this Welcome back. TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales. Uh, the, the night the lights went out at Wes's office. I saw the lights go out, Wes. Watch us on Facebook, TriStar Sports Radio. And uh, you can uh, comment on the show. We'll uh, talk about it. Comment your thoughts, questions. That's <laughs> so what happens when you don't move around, JP. Ah, so you got censored lights? I do. Yeah, I do. You had to get up and shake. I thought you were just dancing to uh, to Bruno. No, unfortunately, I'm not. <laughs> All right. Um, final uh, six or seven minutes here of the program, and you know I've been teasing, of course, talking about um, the Vandy job, uh, Clark Lee, and uh, how he's been doing with uh, bringing in offensive staff 
and the news today of his offensive coordinator. He he has one now. Uh, this is from uh, Clark Lee's Twitter at uh, Coach underscore Lee says, "Quote in my OC, I wanted someone with a diverse background and willing to think outside the box. That is David Ray. He is smart, passionate about football, and has the personality to rally our students, athletes." I'm excited to welcome him and his family to Nashville and to see him thrive. So David Ray, offensive coordinator, wide receivers coach, uh, of course, Spence, uh, I think most recently, uh, wide receivers coach with the Arizona Cardinals, has some uh, NFL uh, experience, a couple of cents in college as well. And the outside the box, that's something I've mentioned before, talking about Clark Lee um, and his you know, as he compiles his staff, uh, also uh, today, quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator Joey Lynch was announced, and uh, I think some others. So they're coming together, but those were the big two names. So he's got his offensive coordinator now, and it is I, – I, I just like that it's it's a kind of a variety, and it everything seems like it's very calculated and smartly mm-hmm. so, in my opinion. For, you know, We'll see. You know, the, the proof will be in the pudding, as they say, but – uh, your first take on somebody like Ray, who is uh, a wide receivers coach in the NFL, going to be an offensive coordinator at Vanderbilt. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, he has obviously got to think outside the box for Vanderbilt football because of the fact that, you know, he's got to do something that they haven't done in the past there, JP. Um and I think he's going to be able to tap into the, you know, with the hires that we talked about already with Barton Simmons and mm-hmm. a lot of those guys. Uh, they're going to be able to hopefully steer some some top-notch players to that program. And I mentioned this the other day, talking about um, with Jason Witten taking the high school job in Texas. But you think about an NFL coach coming down to the college ranks that's the greatest recruiting tool you can have when you walk into a 18-year-old, 17, 18-year-old's living room and say, hey, look, your offensive coordinator is going to be an NFL, former NFL coach. So uh, when you want to excite these young athletes, you can throw that out there and hopefully they take the bait and will want to play for that guy because in their mind they're thinking, hey, which program – or which uh, which program can I ha- can ex- can exploit and show my uh, talent and get me to the NFL? That's what they're thinking. I'm just telling you. Yeah. No, I I, I think it's I think it's great because um, you know at a place like Vanderbilt, you you do need to kind of do something a little different, um, and, and I think that's been part of the problem in previous years. Coaches have come in and said. You know, we're going to try to emulate the rest of the SEC. Um, so, which is why I was a huge favor uh, of of the Army coach or the Navy coach yep. because that you know we talked about that with doing something different. So, who knows what this guy is going to come in and run? Um, which, if you think about Vanderbilt football in the last ten, fifteen years, JP. Their defense has been the strongest suit of, you know, other than the Cutler years. Yep. You know, so it should be interesting to see what uh, Clark Lee and his staff put together. 
I like it. I like it so far. We'll have plenty more time to talk about it. More Super Bowl talk coming up later in the week. Uh, coming up next, Summit Basketball. Mike Epley standing by. We'll get you out to that game coming up in just a moment. This has been TSL presented by Parks Motor Sales for West Duncan. I'm JP Plant reminding you, radio still loves Happy you. Happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog's Day. We'll be back at it Thursday. Tomorrow, we'll wrap with Prep Sports Insiders at 5 o'clock. Enjoy the basketball. We'll talk to you later.